0: Scotty Scheffler is back to world number one mm. victory at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix yesterday. Joining us now to s- discuss that, plus all things golf, it's Wayne Persky. Wayne, good morning.
1: Morning, boys. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh,
0: oh thank you, Wayne. Very, well. very romantic and kind of <laughs> you. Right. I
1: just presented the bride with a flower, but I'm sure you guys have done that. and very nice. um, Done the right thing, yeah.
0: Now, we were talking about Scotty Scheffler earlier, winning their... In Phoenix, it's hard to believe. It was this time last year he won this event, and that's his, that was his first victory on tour.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And since then, you know, he's he's won the Masters and and five other events. He's back to world number one. Even though you know, the the official world golf rankings are very very dubious at the moment. It feels um it feels like John Rahm for me is the the, the best player in the world, and then probably Rory McElroy and then maybe. The rest can fight it out, including Scotty Scheffler. But um, you know, it is what it is, and he's uh, he's world number one at the moment. It was uh, it was a good event. I quite enjoyed. Obviously, the uh, the waste management is a, a a huge event. The Super Bowl of golf um, for the Americans. You know, there was the same same stuff that we're we're used to seeing, lining up at five o'clock in the morning and charging through two hundred and fifty thousand people through the gate in one day. Um, mm. Stuff that we're not used to um, with golf—it only happens that that one week. Um, we even had a streaker, which was um, which was pretty funny to see. The crowd went went crazy seeing that guy. So um, all in all, a successful week. But I was just—it's hard to root for Scotty Scheffler. Mm. I find him—I um, find him so. Boring, you know, in an event where everything was happening, we needed a Ricky Fowler or someone to come through and uh, and really pump the crowd up. But uh, all in all, a, a good week.
2: Yeah, he's pretty bland, isn't he, the old uh, Scottish Scheffler just seems to sort of cruise around the course. A bit like Patrick Cantlay, don't seem to get much from him. Um, interesting your comments, though, were... Uh, Wayne, about you really enjoyed the tournament because this was one of the big ones with the PGA and uh, no live golfers. So, you know, the top ten had all the big names in it with Rahm and uh, uh, Spieth, uh, Scheffler was there. So um, do you think the field sort of grabbed your attention? Some of the PGA Tour events you've been seeing recently with the live golfers out have been a bit ho-hum.
1: Yeah, look, I I just think that the PGA Tour has just become a bit of an American tour and it, it just feels like, take John Rahm out um, from Spain, of course. Um, take John Rahm out. It just feels like a tour that's um, that's American-based and it's just full of Americans. There's not as many, you know, there's no heroes, there's no villains. It's just, um, you know, a bit, a bit like uh, the graduated college guys go on to play for $20 million a week. And um, although the golf is amazing, um I'd rather see a little bit of spice in there, you know, with some, some guys you really want to root for and some guys that you don't want to root for so much rather than just the guys that you don't really care. Mm. Um, just feels a bit like that for me at the moment, even with Jordan and Ricky and, and Jason Day back in the mix. Um, yeah, it just feels a little bit ho-hum for, um, for a tournament like that, which, which really is the party event of the year.
0: Now, let's talk about Jason Day. He's had three top ten finishes in his last four starts. Wayne, we know he can practice more. He seems to have that back issue under control. But what you've seen of his game, and considering
1: the finishes that he's had, fifth here, is he able to win and get on tour? I think so. Like, you know, winners win. And if he's unrestricted, he has changed his technique um, quite remarkably actually like it, it's a lot more upright which means that he's not having to rotate as much but you know put him in a situation where where he can win I can't see why he wouldn't he's um he's certainly done that through his whole career now that he looks like he's hitting the ball really well and hitting it long again too and we know how good he is at putting um I think that you know three top 10s out of his last four starts he's been there at about so I'd, i wouldn't be surprised at all if he um if he plays the tour championship and uh and definitely if he was to win jason day's always been one of those guys that plays really well in big events so don't be surprised if you see him you know featuring in um in some of the bigger events like uh like the majors
2: so is that change of technique as a result of his injuries, do you think,
1: um, Wayne, or is it just something he's decided to uh, work on? Yeah, no, definitely it's a, cha- it's a change that he made um, to look after his lower back. Okay. Um, his team have identified that you know his technique was putting some strain on his lower back. Not a lot of turn in his hips and a lot of turn in his upper body was putting strain down there. So he's now turning his, his hips a lot more to take a bit of pressure off his lower back. And, uh, and yeah, look, it seems to be... He's obviously doing a lot of practice because you can't implement a big change like that and then go out and play well very quickly. So he's got his own little practice area at, at home. Whether it's, it's rain, hail or snow, he, um, he can practice. So I'd say he's been putting in the work, which is fantastic because the last couple of years we were really worried that we wouldn't see Jason Day anymore.
0: Now, we've got a couple of questions coming through for you, Wayne, from the listeners. This one, uh, yeah, no, I haven't got a name, uh, but it's just asking about Rain Gibson winning on the Corn Ferry Tour. He barely rates a mention over here in Australia. Now he's black playing here this week.
1: As a superb player, Rain Gibson. He, um, he's always been a guy that can go super low, Um and has played on the PGA Tour. Couldn't quite um, take his opportunity to to stay there. Um, this win on the Corn Ferry will probably get him back there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's won early, so he's got plenty of time to make sure he gets into that um, that all-important top 25. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if he played the PGA Tour next year. He, he probably deserves to be there. You know, he's he's been an underrated golfer, a bloke that, um, that wins when he's got a chance and definitely can take it low, so... It's an awesome result. Another Aussie on the PGA Tour would be fantastic.
0: And Rizzo asks this question. Now, I don't know what event he's talking about, but I saw something. It was on the last hole yesterday in relation to Scotty Scheffler getting a drop off the the cart path. So Rizzo asked with Wayne coming on this morning, boys, can you please ask what he thinks of some of these free drops that players get clearly improves their position unfairly in my view. Well, Scotty Scheffler was able to take... The ball, or Marky's ball, the head length from the club from the cart path, then a club length in. So you're moving the ball effectively one one and a half meters. It definitely improved his line, and obviously gives him an advantage from where he was going to play it. Wayne.
1: Yeah, and look with the when the PGA Tour players or any any PGA event that has crowds um, with stands and ropes and all the infrastructure that goes in, the players can quite often use that um, as an advantage. And you're given options when, when you need to take relief, especially free relief, and you can quite often use that to improve your lie, um, especially if there's a cart path involved. You get basically the nearest point of relief from the cart path, including your stance. So you can move to a point where the ball's actually quite a fair way away from the path because you're not standing on it and then you get a club length to drop it in and the ball can roll another club length so by the time you end up dropping it you could you could eventually be you know five meters away from where your ball was originally laying and then if you're creative um and you use the rules to your advantage you can actually create a a much better line so it's just the way it is, unfortunately, with, with modern golf courses having cart paths and then, you know, relief from grandstands and things like that. But it's the same for everybody. So, um, yeah, it, we've seen it over the years where players have used the rules to their advantage a lot. Um, but we certainly get enough bad breaks in this game. It's, um, it's nice to get one that evens out every now and then.
2: That's an interesting point you make, Wayne, because I, I always think the sort of uh, seeing Scheffler yesterday again, I mean, you got a couple of drops from uh, being right up against the grandstand on the base of a well, movable structure or something like that. But, I mean, for heaven's sakes, the grandstand's there on Wednesday. It's not as if they put it in overnight. Yeah,
0: and some of them do. You see Andrew, they take that extra club, hit the back of it and yep. go to the drop zone.
1: Yeah. Uh, I Players just... can, can use the grandstands. Yeah, I suppose they do. Um, as a backstop, um, mm. you know, most of the time the grandstand being a free drop would be the easiest play, especially if there's trouble at the, at the front. You mm. can uh, hit it in the grandstand. The most famous backfire of that was uh, John Vanderveld in the... <laughs> The British Open many years ago, where he fired it into the grandstand and happened to hit a pole and go back into the bush. So um, every now and then it goes goes wrong, but yeah, it is a uh, it is a good place to hit it because you do get that free relief, um, especially if you only need to make a bogey. Just hit it in the grandstand, yeah. take your free relief, and chip it on and go on to the next. So yep, it's uh, it's it's one of those things, but unfortunately with people. A lot of people coming there. Um, it's not probably usually the way the golf course would be played, but, um, yeah, it's the same for everyone.
0: And the listeners come back and said, "What was, he was asking about Xander Shoffley's drop from behind
1: a tree. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's using it to your advantage. You know, if if you do... He, he was claiming that he was in an animal burrow. Um, it took a couple of... Um, I mean, an animal could be an ant. So (laughs) (laughs) it, um, you know, that's really using the rules to advantage. And there's a, you know, there's a little grey area there. But you know, technically, if his if his ball was sitting on an ant pile, he probably usually wouldn't worry about it. But the fact that the tree was in front of him um, (laughs) made him use that rule to his advantage. So take from that what you will. But you know, these guys are playing for a lot of money and they'll certainly do whatever they can to um, shoot the lowest score possible. Now, we saw the DP... Within the rules, of course.
0: We saw, <laughs> yeah, within the rules. We saw the DP yeah. World Tour in action in Singapore. It was affected by rain. But on the Asian Tour, and this was the international series Oman, it was affected by the wind. And if you draw the two comparisons, Wayne, it seems as though players are happier in the rain... Than playing in those windy conditions.
1: Oh, look, no doubt the rain is is consistent, and even though it's uncomfortable, um, these guys have caddies and they have lots of towels, and they they very rarely hit a shot that's that you know they have a wet grip or anything like that. Like us, mere mortals, out on a Saturday morning trying to get our weekly game in when it's raining, but these guys. Um, the wind is very inconsistent. So, you know, you can't see it and it does swirl around. So it makes definitely makes it harder um, to play in the wind than the rain. Um, wind and rain, that's a different thing altogether. But, yeah, being in the rain is uncomfortable, but quite often the players tend to shoot lower because the, the greens get softer and more receptive. Um, balls don't run out into the trees as much. So the softer conditions make it easier for the blokes, even in the rain.
0: Now, we've got the Genesis Open taking place this weekend on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods is going to be in action for the first time in quite quite a while, actually. And on the DP World Tour, we've got the Thailand Classic. And on the Asian Tour, we're off to Qatar. And now we're only a, a week or so away from the Live Tour in Mexico.
1: It's all happening, you know. Tiger Woods is back. That's um, it's it's obviously huge news. I I don't think anyone really expected it, and um, you know, it's a it's a big event. Riviera is an amazing golf course. A lot of guys want to go and play that. I know Adam has Adam Scott's headed back over to um, start his his campaign um, with that one. So you know, all eyes will be on Tiger though, and uh, and Riviera is a little bit of a hilly golf course. So we'll see how fit he is. Um, and we must mention that the Victor the Vic Open yeah. was um, yes sorry. was held and Mike Hendry, um, a New Zealander, a, a bloke that's played in Japan for a lot of years, was, was victorious there. One for the old boys, and um, and Gi Shin, former world number one, um, won the girls' part. Unfortunately, local Cassie Porter. Um, stumbled at the last day where it was really windy and was unable to um, to hold her lead, which she had every week, and former world number one G.I. Shin got that one. So another successful Vic Open for us.
0: Mm. Good on you, Wayne. Always a pleasure. We'll catch catch up next week and talk golf. Talk about a Tiger Woods win. See <laughs> <you> boys. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. Wayne Persky there.